The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you, I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this. I hate the work of those who follow my mouth. I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of Are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Right, you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from the previous day. You can click on that and play it up until 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. And uh, the right side of the page is where we're at. Yeah, the pictures are going to be a little different for you guys than what you're seeing on the video platform. Uh, and that's because we are pre-recording. So um, technically, I'm not lying. We are live at the time that we're recording. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the one on the right side is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. 
Look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We are also streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live, so please be sure to subscribe to the channel there. Also, uh, we are on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page, and we appreciate those guys giving us a platform over there on that website as well. While you're at sonsoflibertymedia.com, right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Those go out once a day. If you want our ministry email that goes out once a week on Saturdays, tells you what we've been doing during that week, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com and sign up for that right on the front page. Finally, our store is available, lots of equipping tools, as well as conversation starters in there, hats, coffee mugs, T-shirts, and stuff like that. Got books, DVDs, and CDs in there. And then if you would like to actually help support us, because the the things in the store don't really support us. Uh, they're more for, for you guys and your sphere of influence and, and people that you come in contact with. But if you'd like to support us, keeping us out there on the radio, internet, and among the people, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation. Or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And uh, guys, we really do appreciate your support of the Sons of Liberty. Now, with that said, um, special guest this morning, and we've had her on many times. It's always a pleasure to have Dr. Lee Merritt on with us. And we always get into some great information, sharing stuff. And I think usually uh, Dr. Merritt and I, once we're done with the show, we just kind of leap off of that and we'll go for another hour just talking among ourselves about different things, which is great. I, uh, I, I love, you guys know, I bring people on who are doing things or maybe I can learn something. And Dr. Lee is, is one who's doing something and she's also one who informs as well. And it's my privilege to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, Dr. Lee Merritt. Good, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks yeah. for having me back. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's our pleasure to have you. The, the people love you. They love the information that you give. They like your perspective on things. They like the, the fact that if if you – I think one of the things that endears you to people is if you see that you were wrong in something and you learn, you learn it and correct yourself, that's a great example to people of how – that's what repentance is. I mean, it's, it's learning that we've done something wrong, we're changing our mind about it, and we're going to change our action as a result of it. I think that's one of the things for me – that in you know that you're endeared to not only me but other people in seeing that, and you grow as a result of that. Uh, we we see that that growth, and we we can appreciate that very much. But here's the thing: I watched a video you did this past week, um, and we actually did a we actually did an article on it, and I, I threw your video in there because I thought, well, this is this is pretty interesting. Um, you're looking at the thing that went on here in Ohio, this train derailment, and the uh, chemical explosion, all this kind of stuff. And you're like, okay, there's, there are some serious things, but this isn't what you think it is. And so what I want to do is I want to turn it over to you. A lot of people are saying, well, this is just a distraction. That's all it is. Um, but is that really what you're seeing? Or are you seeing that there are some real serious health issues and there's some things that you shouldn't be concerned? Tell us, tell us your ideas about what you, how you're seeing what's going on there in Ohio. Yeah, now I'd love to take time and be on the ground in Ohio and actually talk to people right around that train crash, but that's not something I have the opportunity to do right now. So that would help, you know, firsthand knowledge. As we've learned, the world has become a world of CGI and propaganda, and it's very hard to just, just, just you know, detangle the truth, untangle the truth here. Um, so I don't mean any disrespect to anybody that's been injured by this, but it's hard at a distance to know if we're being told the truth. That's the big thing here. And it's not that there isn't a problem. I mean, just the 
obviously there's a train derailment in your town. It spilled something. And that, that by itself is a problem. You know, you've got train cars all over the place. At some level, it's a problem. The issue is, is the cure they're trying to give us going to be worse than the problem because they're lying about what happened. That's what I'm afraid of because there's clearly an agenda here. I mean, that part we can, we can spot a mile away now. And, and by that, I mean the fact that the EPA uses its power and it's, um, it's not its laws, but its codes in order to try and, and take people's uh, livelihoods and their land. We know that's going on. And that's what I'm afraid is happening here. I mean, you have to be suspicious, first of all, the fact that they made a movie about this two years ahead of time. Okay, now, one of the, the movie, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend people take the time to watch this. It's called White Noise. And, you know, I looked at it from after the accident, after I'd actually done the, my kind of dive on what was in the train cars, what happened here. And then I kept hearing about this movie. So then I went and watched the movie. And it's very, very interesting because the the movie, you know, after I got done with it, it's a, it's an hour and a half movie or roughly. After I got done with it, a few days later, I thought to myself, what do I remember of the movie? What is the most what is the most dramatic thing I remember? And the reason that's important is when you make a movie for propaganda, if you can't remember it, then it wasn't very good propaganda. So what is it I actually remember? I don't remember all the scenes, but there were two things that are huge visual and by the way they know that words are less important than the visual so they always do a very dramatic visual scene to burn things into your eyeball remember the picture of SARS-CoV-2 they tried to tell you this was SARS-CoV-2 and it was a blue ball that had these spiky things out of it and it's kind of floating around with its other blue balls in the background and and that's a CGI picture there are so many people think that's actually an electron microscopic picture of, of a virus no no that's just CGR CGI, but we all have it burned into our brain because of that picture. Well, what did I see in the movie? This huge, first of all, two things, this huge black cloud with electricity all over it. I mean, it's really ugly. It's the ugliest cloud you've ever seen in your life. And it fills the sky and everybody's looking at it in the movie. Second thing is, um, it's the college professor's last lecture that you see him give. Okay. Now, when does a college professor in America ever wear a black robe like they wear in Oxford? You know, or it's like a judge's robe. It's like the, it's, yeah. so it's a great flowing black robe and he's running around this classroom. He's been asked to come and, and sit in and kind of take part in a joint lecture thing. And he's walking around the classroom and his final kind of conclusion. And by the way, he's a Hitler expert. You, you just got to throw in Hitler just for something. I don't know. <laughs> but he, but he, but he, he's in this big black robe. And he's got his arms raised like this, and he's and the sleeves are coming down, and this thing's flowing, and he's walking around saying death, death, death. I mean, it's just really creepy. And, and you know, and his point was about the psychology, I guess, of these rallies in Nuremberg. I don't know what he was even talking about, but you see, that's what burns into your mind, and that makes me highly suspicious. Not the least bit. The other point is, three weeks or three months beforehand, they had a drill in East Palestine where they gave them like. FEMA bracelets that would monitor their pulmonary status. I mean, it's, yep. you know, you, you can't look at that and not see a, a, a planned thing. Just like we tried to write off event 201 as unrelated, but it's not unrelated. They, they, they told you what they're going to do and then they did it. And, and unfortunately, I think that's what's going on here. Now, the real question is, what did they actually do? What was this whole train spill? 
And this is where I just have the the reason I even got into this is that I heard people just kind of going crazy and I heard all these words bannered about, but I couldn't find any evidence for it. You know, I did silly me, I looked at data and I tried to pull the manifest. I pulled the manifest from the from the train, just like you can, you know, you can look at what was on a, a, a ship or any kind of shipping containers. They have manifests. They tell you what's in there. And and there were multiple cars of things. Now a couple of these things don't matter. Okay. So I'm just not going to spend any other there are five things I found and a couple of them really don't matter. But the there 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 are three of them that that need some discussion. The first one is vinyl chloride. And this is the big one. I'm just going to tell you, I think this is the big one that they're trying to use to make this into an event that will be long lasting. They don't care about the short term here. They that's just to get your attention. The long term is I think this is a land grab. And, and to be long-term, you can't just have a short-term toxin in the air. You can't just kill a few people, even if it I don't know that it has killed anybody. But even if you killed a few people in East Palestine and some animals, that's not long-term if it doesn't downstream give you years of pollution somehow in the land. That's what they've got to convince you before they can take your land away or so, take your land usage away. So let me ask a question here. This sounds very much like... A different kind of uh, tool that's being used sounds like the very thing that Catherine Austin Fitz was making mention of. What was it? The summer of whatever love, rage, whatever they called it, uh, where they were burning down cities with the George Floyd thing. And she said everywhere where they were allowing that to go in, the guys, the realtors were coming in and buying up land for pennies on the dollar because it had all been destroyed. So do you think it's something right. very similar to that? They're just using a, a chemical spill kind of thing to to. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, Catherine, when she said that, one of the things that she said was that it, the way she figured it out is she had her staff and everybody, they were looking at where the burn took place and it took place in these enterprise. I think they called them enterprise zones, but there may be another name for it, but it's a special tax zone, which benefits the wealthy. You can do, do things with those buildings and get huge rewards. Right? So she started noticing that the burns weren't random. They were in these zones. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, I, Ohio is a very, um, and I learned part of this from Pete Chambers, Dr. Colonel Chambers has been down there. You know, it's got, it's got, it's mineral rich. Okay. It's not just farmland. This is unbelievably good farmland. The Amish are downstream or of the, of this, of this air quality stuff that's going, the, the smoke cloud that went, if you look where the pattern went, you're going to go right over those Amish farms where the Amish won that, um, at least a, a temporary stay. I don't know. I don't know if it was a final injunction or whatever they did, but they won the case so that they didn't have to force vaccinate their cows and they, they could continue to produce raw milk and what they were doing. They were doing clean farming, in other words. And the EPA or somebody took them to court and was trying to shut them down. They had huge fines, like $200,000 for a rural farmer. Are you kidding me? And, and then, then they stopped that. So now you can't vaccinate. You can't be forced to vaccinate your cattle. That's a, if they're coming after our food supply. That's, you know, ultimately we're in a war. Let's even go at a 30, before I tell you the details about vinyl chloride, let's go even to 30,000 feet. We're in a war that's a multi-dimensional war. And it, it's, a, you know, it's, it's what the Chinese uh, military think tank guys came up with about unrestricted warfare. It's affecting every aspect of our society. But at the end of the day, war is about calories. It's who can feed their people and continue to produce things and feed their people. So 
you need food producers. And the Bolsheviks, they couldn't take over Russia. They couldn't, even after they murdered the czar, they couldn't consolidate their power until they killed the most productive farmers, because that is what they have to do. And that's what, this is an attempt, I think, to just stop the production. I mean, we've seen, we've seen the chickens being murdered in my state for nothing. Um, we're seeing it all over the place. So yes, I think this is a land grab for the purpose of cutting out our agricultural base and possibly to get at the minerals underneath that base. Okay. That's, um, Pete yeah, both of these down are... in the Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he saw the W, uh, the world wildlife federation burn down forests in order to get the minerals. So he's not a believer that they're not, you know, he's a believer in this. So anyway, I looked at these, what's in these cars and here's what I think is going on. And this is why I said to everybody, just chill out. We have to get data. Okay. We have to figure out what's really going on here before you get crazy, because they're telling you that they're going to do that. Oh my gosh. They caused, they, they did an uncontrolled burn. It's, they say it's controlled, but it's not controlled. And it was four cars. There were four car loads of vinyl chloride. They didn't leak. Okay. Number one, they did not leak. Okay. I'm just going to point this out. Why is that important? Because vinyl chloride is a highly um, flammable, combustible liquid that can, you know, goes back and forth, liquid to gas. This is, uh, you know, it's not, this is not like, and people are confusing it. I think even people that I normally trust with all this stuff are confusing it with polyvinyl chloride. So vinyl chloride is a, is a, is a very uh, combustible liquid. Okay. And it has different, and it's a monomer. In other words, it's a very small molecule, very, very small molecule. Polyvinyl chloride, which produces dioxin. Dioxin is the name on everybody's lips, just like COVID, just like, you know, whatever. They come up with these things. Sure. Marburg, you know, now we got dioxin. Okay. But, and, and, and let's just, just take a step back and say dioxin is produced if you burn PVC. Okay. PVC. Uh, polyvinyl chloride are long molecules that are highly chlorinated. Okay, hang on. So when you say PVC, I think of the, the white pipes that you buy. Yeah, you're exactly right. So you're so, saying that's what they're made out of. And what and, and what would be the what was in the train. Okay, and what would be the difference between the polyvinyl chloride and the the uh, the the vinyl chloride? What what is the big difference between them? Well, okay, so so what's the difference for example? I can take gasoline as a, as a component and I can make something that is rubber. Okay. Sure. Sure. You can take, take gasoline and oil products and that, and you can make synthetic rubber tires. That's what the Germans did in World War II. Okay. So, but, but you can, the difference is when I burn gasoline, what happens to it? It completely combusts. It goes away, right? You can burn gasoline and in your yard and in five minutes it's gone. What happens when you set rubber tires ablaze? Yeah, they're they, on there for a long time. They smolder. They put out this kind of smelly, horrible smoke. That's why we have big rules about burning tires. We don't have rules against burning gasoline. That's what you do in your car every day. And that's the difference here. Polyvinyl chloride is the, is the tire, and, and, and vinyl chloride is the monomer. Uh -huh. it's, the, it's, the, it's the small molecule that is then changed to make polyvinyl chloride. The so you're saying... Is, so let me yeah. let me just be make sure we're clear. So you're saying that the stuff that 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 erupted that is not the polyvinyl chloride that they're saying right. is tied to the dioxin. It's the it's the gas. It's the stuff that burned off really fast, and right. vir there's virtually no 
problem, at least in the environment of burning that off. Is that correct? Am I understanding that correct? No, long term. There's long-term. no long term okay. residual. Now, short term, yeah. There was a okay. lot of this stuff. Okay. okay. So now yeah, you're sure. let's just let's just put you in the in the in the situation of the train car people. The train is de- these cars are derailed even though they're not leaking. You've got a highly flammable, potentially explosive chemical in there. You can burn it. It becomes in the air. It turns into two things. It turns into phosgene, which we'll talk about in a second, and hydrochloric gas, hydrochloric acid in the in the uh, you know that will that will eventually just fall down or or go away. It'll dilute out. Right now, phosgene is the. It also is kind of a scary term because it's the World War One um, gas that they used in the trenches. But it's it, it too very quickly breaks down to CO two and to hydrochloric acid. So what you're really left with after you burn this stuff, vinyl chloride, not polyvinyl chloride. After you burn vinyl chloride, you're left with an acid um, gas, right? Hydrochloric acid in the in the air, and that just which, yes, in a short term, in a very con- small area, that could be toxic, but it's going to disperse rapidly and it's going to go away. Now, my friend, in fact, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, she lives about 81 miles from where this happened. Okay. I think that's what I figured out. She's about 80 miles away. When I called her initially to see if she was okay, everything okay, she was, she said, what's up? She didn't know what was going on. This was the day after. And then when I told her, she said, you know, it's interesting that yesterday when I went outside, I smelled this kind of acrid smell all day. So yes, that was, it, it went out and it made, it made this acidic kind of acrid smell in the air for a day or two, but then it's gone. Okay. I doubt it's there now. I'm not in Palestine and I would like to know from the citizens, but I doubt that it's there now. Um, that is something that goes away. Now, keep in mind, we had an acid rain problem. Yes, you can have an acid rain problem, but that was when we had un filtered factories spewing out sulfuric acid, okay, some hydrochloric, but sulfuric acid. And that was getting into the forests up in Canada. It was killing the trees. It was polluting the, 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 it was constant. In other words, you're continuing to produce it, but a one-time event, not the big deal. Okay. So, and that is the, that is the big one they're talking about. They're trying to tell you this is going to produce dioxin and toxify the whole world. I'm still waiting for somebody to explain how we get there chemically. I feel like if I have an equation and it adds up to 18 and you're telling me it's 26, how did you get there? Okay. I just don't buy it just on theory. I'm not there. I can't measure anything, but I want somebody to measure and tell me they're actually finding something because that dioxin comes from polyvinyl chloride. When you burn your trash, okay, why do we worry about dioxin? Dioxin reminds us it's agent, it's a family of chemicals that we, we used in Vietnam, Agent Orange. It causes problems. It's a defoliant. It's not good for the environment or for us. I agree with that. Um, but is it there? I don't, I don't know how they got, I don't, I don't know how it would be there. And that's my point. That is my biggest point here. Now, the other thing to say is even if it were there in trace amounts, Keep in mind, when you burn your garbage in the backyard, that's where we get this stuff because you're burning plastics. You're not burning vinyl chloride. You're the precursor. You're burning the actual finished plastics. And those are highly chlorinated, big, big molecules that don't combust quickly. Like you wouldn't burn, you wouldn't try and grind up your PVC and run it in your engine, (laughs) you know, to be clear. That's just not even if you it. You couldn't do that. It's not combustible, right? So it smolders and it produces all these things. 
You don't want that. You know, the other thing is, um, and I think I said this on the video, when I was, when I had babies, I had, I used cloth diapers and bio bottoms, but I didn't bleach them because I knew that bleach, bleach is one of those things. Clorox, I have some in my house for emergencies, but I don't use it because Clorox in the environment degrades to dioxins. Okay. If you're worried about this, don't use bleach. How many people are yelling about all this that use bleach? And I'll tell you another very curious thing that happened tragically the other day. Five toxicologists flying from the Hillary and Bill Clinton airport yep. in, yep. in Little Rock happened to crash. Okay. What is the chance they're coming to five toxicologists going to Ohio are going are in, a, in an airplane crash? You know, and you can't make tied it up. to the Clintons in Arkansas. Yeah, sounds like yeah, Arkansas to me. I would never fly out of the Hillary Bill Clinton Airport to begin with. But especially, you know, we haven't. This is we've seen this before too, where the specialist that could have untangled this happens to die mysteriously. Carrie Mullis, just before the the outbreak of COVID, because he knew PCR tests were fraudulent for the way that they used them. So you know, it's very very convenient, and and also. They, this was the company that they, they kind of dissed and they said, like, starts with a C. It's like C something ET anyway. These are, these are supposed to be, oh, they're a shill for the, uh, the, you know, the train companies and stuff. They're toxicologists, but you know, maybe that's not the story. Maybe they just didn't want these guys to show up, actually measure things and then tell you the truth that there's not a big problem here. Yeah. No, I, that's a, that's exactly right. Now, the next question then becomes if these, if these uh, canisters were intact, they weren't leaking or any of the other, how did they blow up? Okay, so now, okay, so there's, there's more than, so I didn't tell the whole story. Okay. The four, the four of the vinyl chloride did not blow up. They had a choice. They had to either evacuate the stuff somehow, which would have left a lot of residue, um, or, or, you know, I was probably, I don't know why they made the choice to do that, but, it, but yeah, I do know why, because you don't want it, that could have blown up. These cars are now not, they're not, they can't haul them off on the rail, right? They're stuck there. They rolled onto the ground somewhere. And um, so you've got a potential explosive sitting there in the public domain. What are you going to do? Are you going to wait until you get EPA clearance and God knows how long it's going to take to pump that stuff out and move it to another cars and get it out of there and blah, blah, blah. That's going to take some time. The safest thing to not have a big explosion on your hand is to actually just pump it out and burn it. That's what they did. I can, I can understand that. I really get that one. Now, there was a car of what's called ethyl hexyl acetate. That was penetrated. It was a small amount. That's not a bad, that's not a thing. They took care of that one. Um, but there was one that burned, and that was the butyl acrylate. It spilled and caught fire spontaneously because it, too, is highly combustible. That's the one that they're measuring downstream in the Ohio River, and it's diluting out rapidly. Again, yes, it's toxic. You don't want to be drinking it. If you know, it's probably not a good idea if you have a shallow well in, in East Palestine that you don't want to be drinking the water right away and test for this. But this is likely to be gone in a few weeks because it doesn't linger around. It's not, again, it's not dioxin. It's not bioaccumulative. That's why they have to invoke dioxin. They've got to confuse people because none of this other stuff stays around. The last thing is ethylene glycol. Now, ethylene glycol is a problem. Um, most, we use it, I mean, that's our antifreeze. And kids and animals can get toxic. They, they tend to, you know, you'll have emergency rooms that have somebody poisoned with ethylene glycol because they accidentally drank it or they, you know, they got into it. 
and it's sweet. So animals or dogs like it, you know, raccoons and things like that. So not that I care about raccoons getting it, but the, but the dogs, yeah. <laughs> so, and kids, you don't want to have that around, but it doesn't get aerosolized. So these people that you're seeing with their dead chickens, I want to know what did it. See, I want somebody to go out and actually tell me, don't just show me a sure. video of dead chickens. And, and, the, and the point about changing your mind and admitting you're wrong in science is that is what science is. Science changes as you get more data. So if somebody gives me data that shows me, here's the level, and this was, not, this was an independent toxicologist that's confirmed by other people of, of dioxin in the environment because of this, I've changed my mind. But you know what? Until I see actual data of how the chickens got poisoned, I'm going to pretend that I don't even, you know, I'm going to not pretend. I'm going to just take that, put it as a data point back here that I don't necessarily believe on face value because, you know, they've had, we know that they've had a, a date in Ohio and not sure of the date. They had a crisis call crisis actor call, you know, paying yep. 13 to 90 some dollars an hour. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, maybe I could get a job doing that. I could go, Me and, too. you know, and, yeah, I bring my chicken and, 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 you know, take a dead chicken and just say, look what happened <laughs> to my bird. You know, I mean, how hard is that? So yeah, it's not difficult. We, we've seen crisis actors before. Don't be fooled. This has all the earmarks of a, of a, of a psyop. Yeah. Not to say it didn't have some real well, problems and like I say, ethylene glycol to me is more toxic than than everything else here, and it's and it does linger for a while in the environment. It isn't good to have it in your yard or your you know like, but but we use it industrially all the time. Besides, uh, in our cars, when it's really cold, that's still what they use to de-ice planes. They tried to go to propylene glycol, which is less toxic. But when you go on a very cold, like you're in northern Canada or you're in a real, like right now where I am, it's really cold here. If I were flying right now from where I am, I would probably bet you they're going to use ethylene glycol because they can only use the propylene glycol down to, the way I understand it, is down to a certain temperature. Now I may be wrong about that, but they, I know they still use it in, in aviation. You can go on the sites, look it up yourself. The aviation uh, professionals that deal with this tell you they're still using ethylene glycol. Why is that important? Because every day, all over the world, you're getting ethylene glycol off the wings of planes onto the tarmac that then that then get washed out into the into the environment, the, the grassy sides of the of the airline. Of the and they're, and no doubt they're carrying them as they they lift off, and there's still yeah. some of that stuff on there, so it's getting in the air as it's they take come off down too. In Florida. Yeah. So yeah. here's 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 a video that I ran across this morning. It's about a minute and a half. This guy is supposedly an independent scientist testing in East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, and I, I want to get your take on this. Take a listen to what this guy has to say. You're the guy who made all the decisions. You well, there's the lie. It wasn't a controlled burn. It was an uncontrolled burn. See, I'm a chemical engineer as well, as well as a top health and safety guy. I've got undergraduate and graduate degrees in chemical engineering. You're the first actual expert that we've gotten to speak to. In your opinion, why do you believe that it was an uncontrolled burn? Why are you using that terminology when so far everywhere else we've seen that You could go to a place called West Liverpool downriver, and that's where they burn hazardous waste. And in hazardous waste uh, situation, they very carefully control the temperature and the amount of oxygen so that they get complete combustion, right? It's time, temperature, and, and amount of air-fuel ratio. There's no controlling of the amount of air that gets in there. That's why you saw all that soot. So it's not a controlled burn because a controlled burn would have to be like in a furnace or in your car or some system where you control the fuel and in order the vinyl chloride and the amount of oxygen. So they didn't do that. So it's an uncontrolled burn. One of the worst ways to determine exposure in general is to smell it because if you smell the odor, guess what? 
You're already exposed, right? How long have you been doing this? Um, 30 years. I'm in most of the big names lawsuits as the exposure expert. It's a privilege. I get called in to try to figure some of this stuff out. So that's my job always is what really happened, you know? Wow. So what do you think about that? Uh, okay. Dr. Well, first Lee? of all, we don't see a name, do we? No, we, we weren't given a name. That's true. That's true. But it sounds like he does know what he's talking about, about how well, they do sounds, these different things. They always pick people that yep. sound good. Okay? okay. I'm not denying he might be the greatest chemical engineer <laughs> in the world. And what he's talking about is true. It's like they don't lie to you, but they it's, it's, it's kind of like funny cat videos. They tell you things that don't matter. Okay. He's talking about burning like mixed stuff, okay? He's, he's correct. It's not a controlled burn if you take your garbage and put it in, in a pit and burn it. It's only controlled when you put it into a, a chamber because it's mixed junk. You don't know what's in it, right? In fact, while we're talking about this, there's been a chemical plant in Verona that went up and another chemical plant, I think in Texas, chemical plants all over are suddenly being attacked also. They're blowing up and catching fire. And those are much more worrisome to me because you don't know what's mixing together. Yeah, okay? sure. That's, That's right. This. Yep. That is not this. Okay. So yes, he's technically correct. But the problem here is you didn't have that opportunity. This isn't, you can't take these rail cars and transport them over to some uh, little shop and put them in this controlled chamber. That's for un on you know like mixed stuff like i i get it there's a time to use those but but what they're talking about here which is worse i mean just let's just forget the exact terms here and let's just say it it, it do you do you burn it when you can watch it see what's going see that it's not getting out of control having fire around there or do you let it sit in the cars until you get somebody there to pump it out thinking you're going to move it and in the meantime it explodes at the worst possible moment when you've got kids and deer and all things around it, you know, you see what I'm saying? This isn't yeah, sure that wasn't really in my thinking, probably the option. But even if it is, we are talking about a pure chemical here. I would like the chemical engineer in him to tell me how vinyl chloride gets into become dioxin. And I don't even know if he mentioned, I don't think he mentioned dioxin. But the other thing they show you again, as part of the psyop, they always have to show you this. The one thing they showed you there, they show the water with that filmy, look like oily stuff on top, the yeah, rainbow sure. colored that we see, okay? I've seen several videos. Again, videos are easy to make. You and I could go out and make yep, a Yep, I've seen them video. too. Yeah. And I was, in, I was in the Menards parking lot. We just had a big snow and ice storm, right? Now, cars are coming and going into the parking lot, and I was talking to Pete Chambers right then, and I said... Oh look, we've gotten the we've gotten the the, uh, the effluent from Ohio because I've seen those rainbow things in the in the parking lot here in Omaha. You know, it's nonsense. That stuff is can that 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 was from the the butyl acrylates or something else. I can't remember. I think it was the butyl acrylates. Which, yeah, yeah, butyl acrylates is the one that is not miscible. So it doesn't mix with the water. It sits on top, makes a little film, gets into the water. This is what they're measuring downstream in Ohio River and is diluting out. It was low when I heard, first heard the first numbers. But anyway, what happened is it, it'll spread. We, we've all seen that. Okay, We see it every day. I hear these videos where people say, I've never seen snow like that. Yes, you have. If you've ever been in a parking lot in the winter, you've seen snow like that. So yep. don't give me that. You know. And what, what happens with that, though, if you read about this chemical, it, this is the point. 
it's not like we just had this is the first time this is the first rodeo we you can we've got NIOSH we've got all this toxicology literature on how these things happen and I'm going to read you one from an article that was before when I look for things on the internet now I look for before 2020 so I'm not taking the propaganda age um, of stuff but anyway what this stuff does is it gets on the top of the water the sun comes down it evaporates it it, it degrades it right and when it goes off into the uh, interstices of lakes and, and rivers and stuff. It gets off on these sides and down below. It sits there and it gets into the soil and then it gets degraded. Even dioxin, by the way, gets degraded eventually. It's just slow. And there's, I can't remember the, the, the mice or whatever it does that does it. But I'm just going to, I just have to have to read you. This is from, um, for example, I mean, I'm going to stop pulling this out of the air. This is, this is the talking about vinyl chloride versus PVC. Those are two different things, but, but this is from the American Industrial Hygiene Association Journal. And it's about, this is the kind of thing, if you're a toxicologist and you find out that they're going to burn vinyl chloride, you'd go and look this up. And here's what it says. The combustion profile of vinyl chloride monomer, which is what was in there, monomer, not polyvinyl chloride. It was the short, has been determined. This profiling includes flame temperatures. It talks about the temperatures. Okay. And essentially what you're, the, the gases from from vinyl chloride revealed the following composition and they go down into the parts per million you know this was in a control situation hydrochloric acid co2 co okay and a trace of the monomer left over but basically that you don't read about you don't read about uh dioxin okay there is none so i it says from a hazard standpoint the gross quantity of hydrogen chloride is the main source of danger in a VCM fire. So they are, they're describing exactly, they tested to see exactly what happens when vinyl chloride tests on, gets, catches on fire. Why would they do that? Well, because this is a big deal, because this isn't the first time it's happened. Vinyl chloride is the basis for so much of our industry, okay? Pro probably I'm wearing a shirt that was made from vinyl chloride, okay? Your clothing, your your plastic goods, everything in modern society, there's so much that's made from vinyl chloride. You know, it's easy to condemn all this stuff until you realize if you don't have this, you're going to be shearing your own sheep. Okay. I don't want to do that to get my clothing. So my advice is let's, let's be, let's just take a step back, like I said, and chill and look at what the chemistry is of this. And I'm sorry about, you know, the, the people that are running around saying dioxin, I just want them to prove to me how they get there. How did they get there? Because that is the key point. They're going to use the dioxin to convince the downstream people that, that we're going to have to have our land, they're going to have to have their land confiscated or at least not, not be able to use it, you know, shut it yeah. down because of toxicology stuff. <clears throat> yeah, Dr. Dr. Merritt, this ties in with what you were saying at the first, the, the thing with the land. I just kind of want to bring this in. Again, you know, we look to the Bible as our foundations and stuff. And I, I find it absolutely amazing when you're talking about these things happen it uh, gets in the water and the sun comes out and it evaporates and it disperses and all this. I, I find it incredible that our creator has made Absolutely. things to work in such a fashion. Now, it doesn't mean that there aren't initial things that can be really bad. You've made mention of that, too. But it's like everybody gets loses their mind over when there's a spill in the ocean stuff. And, yeah, there's some damage that's done. I'm not denying some of that. But I find it incredible that God in his wisdom had knew that man was going to screw stuff up and he, he made things so that it, that the, that the earth can filter these things so it can do certain things. 
so I, I find that amazing. But <clears throat> uh, getting to the land and the food supply and all that we're talking about here, because I think there's a mix of the two. I think they're trying to get two for one out of all this stuff. When you go to the book of Deuteronomy, where God laid out the covenant uh, with Israel, and he tells them, I'll bless you if you obey me in these things, that your blessings will overtake you. And then he says, but if you don't obey me, the, bless the cursings are going to come, and they're like three times more than the blessings. And I just kind of pulled this up. We've been through Deuteronomy 28 so many times that people know this, but I just pulled up where you find the word land in the curses. And that begins in verse 18. You find the land is blessed. You find the the fruit of your body is blessed, the the trees, the bushes, the everything that you do is blessed. And then when you get to verse 18, you find the first time where there's, a, where there's issues of land and it's cursing. Verse 18, we read, Curse shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind, the flocks of thy sheep. Then in verse 21, we read, The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee until he have consumed thee from off the land. So the pestilence, we're talking about sicknesses, diseases, all these kinds of things. Uh, then it comes down in verse 24, and it says, The Lord shall make the rain of thy land to powder and dust. Uh, from heaven shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. Well, if you've got, if instead of rain, you've got powder and dust coming down, or you've got something, let's say for in our, in our day, we've got chemtrails and all the stuff that comes down. You can't grow any food. It ruins the land. Uh, then yeah. there's other ones. The fruit of thy land and all thy labor shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up. Now we're seeing that everything we get in the grocery store, oranges and all this stuff, that's already been picked over by the Chinese. They're already getting, they get the better of our produce. We get what's left over. So what you find over in there is often that kind of stuff. Uh, there's another one here. And thy trees and fruit of thy land shall the locust consume. I don't know if there was, yeah, there was a couple more right here. And he shall eat the fruit of thy cattle. He's talking about the, the enemies that come in. <clears throat> the fruit of thy cattle, the fruit of thy land until thou be destroyed which also shall not leave thee either corn, wine, or oil, or the increase of thy kind, the flocks of the sheep, until we have destroyed thee. And then he goes on and he says, And he shall besiege thee in all thy gates, until thy high and fenced walls come down, wherein thou trustedest throughout all thy land, and he shall besiege thee in all thy gates throughout all the land which the Lord of God has given thee. And I bring this up because God fulfilled this in 70 AD. People can read it. Josephus is a great uh, historian, historical work that you can read that, God fulfilled this. It was the same thing that Jesus talked about in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. So he, he talked about they were going to lose everything. They were going to eventually be besieged by their enemies, and they were. And then they were driven. They were not only starved to death, but then they were brought out, and they were sold into slavery and dispersed throughout the earth, those who, who survived. But I see the same thing. I see the same pattern that we're facing here. And a lot of people say, well, this is the United States. It'll never happen here. All you got to do is look around and you're seeing yeah. the, 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 the start of the old Soviet Union when communism came in there. You're seeing the start of what happened in Germany. I, actually, we've been seeing that for about probably 30 years or better. We've been seeing exactly what was going on in Germany here in the States. Uh, we just got a bigger landmass. And I think that's the reason they want to drive the people in. And this may be, this may be three for one. They want to get them out of their land. They want to get them into the cities because that's that's how their plan is going to work is to drive everybody into the cities. And we had G. Edward Griffin who talked about that, that they want to take people like you and me who live out in rural you know, America. They want to drive us into the cities to live in that mess. And I'm, right. I'm not wanting to have anything to do with any of that. And I think what people need to realize 
you know, don't think of this as this is the problem. We've been we've been led to believe, of course, we've been led to believe a lot of lies, <laughs> medicine, science, you name it, and also about the way the world works in general. Yes. And they want you to believe that there are these nation states and that we're all defined by these borders and that, oh, China's bad and 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 Australia good and England good, Germany, Germany, we don't know, uh, Russia bad, especially Russia. Oh, Russia, terrible. And and but we're the good guys, right? No, that is not the way it's worked for a very long time, if ever. That's right. It yep. turns out that this is a war between a global, transnational, corporatized, legalistic cabal and humanity. And once you start realizing that you're, they're coming after your children, just like they're coming after the Russian children, okay, why are they going after Russia? Well, because Russia has resources unbelievable land resources they can grow their own food now that they're out from under the soviet bloc and they're a christian nation okay just like we were and the problem is they've been now what's you know what they call putin the thug what's he done he said let's stand up for the family unit let's let's not let lgbt propaganda uh, in our schools and things he didn't talk. He's not arresting. He's not. He's not like some of the countries that they're arresting gay people and throwing them off the roofs. Okay, the, the left doesn't care about that, but they do care about him saying, "Let's not let them propagandize our children." And he said, "And we are in a war for our existence right now. They're coming. They're 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 purposely encroaching on our land because they want it. They want to take us down, just like 1917. They're coming after us again. Don't let it happen." And he's a thug. Oh, and by the way, under under Putin, thirty thousand Christian Orthodox churches have stood up. Under Zelensky, they're arresting the Metropolitan yeah, sure. and, the, and the and the priests. Yeah. So just be clear who we're talking about here and what's going on. And the the same fight is here. You're exactly right. But but when you know, it's like I kind of had to. One of the one of the things you hear right now about the COVID, you know, catastrophe, is that oh, these vaccines really weren't brought to us by Pfizer. They were brought to us by the military. Now, I don't care. It, they, that could be true. The, the guys, the, the people that have researched this and have found this paperwork, I'm not disagreeing with what they're saying and what they found. But I think we need to take a step back and say, do you really think it's the military or is it a faction within the military? You know, it, it impugns all the good guys to say it's the military. It's the, it's not a monolithic thing. We need to have to understand there's a cabal that's doing this. And there and if you don't think they're in league with Pfizer, don't give Pfizer a pass because you're saying it's the military. That's a neat out. I'm sure at the, at the back rooms they got together, you know, smoking cigars and said, "I know, let's put let's put a paper trail that makes it look like we didn't start this. Then we don't have to go to the tribunals, you know, and they're not going to take you down. You're the military. You're the United States military." You know, that's the kind of thing they do. So this is not about nation states. And so to think it can't happen here, it's been, like as you pointed out, it's been happening here. And we've had our country subverted clearly since World War II, and it actually goes back much farther. Yep, but, I agree. It really kicked off after World War II because the Nazis came over here. And... um we're just well we're there's just there's a there's a fight. yeah there's a reason for that part you know i i believe you really start seeing it uh with lincoln and the marxists in his cabinet and what they were what they're putting then you start to see beginning of 20th, 20th century you see uh the the first gun laws 
in this yep. country. You start seeing that. And then by the 30s, you're seeing we've got a, almost identical gun laws, which we didn't have for a hundred and something years in, in the United States. We start seeing that in the National Firearms Act. They are identical to Nazi Germany. I mean, they're, they're right, almost well, they were, identical. Yeah. I can't remember the senator's name. It starts with an S. When he wanted to propose those gun laws, he actually had them translate the Nazi gun laws. So that okay. it wasn't by accident. He had them translate it, made no bones about it. But, but, I mean, the, but you have that kind of going on. Then on top of that, and I got all kinds of stuff going on here. Sorry about that. But what, what I see is you see the installation of a central bank just before that too, yeah, 1913. Yeah. Then you see in 1933, the United States has to declare bankruptcy. I think it's the second time they did it. And so you have all that kind of coming together. And I remember we did a show with Kate one time and she was talking about meeting this gentleman and he said he doesn't read any books that were written after World War II. He reads everything prior to that. So I think that's a pretty wise thing of what you're pointing out there. The propaganda didn't come along with Obama. It was, it's been here for a long time. And I think that's why people want to do that. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Yep. And, and in, in point of fact, that's when the, you know, about 1913, you, not only did you get the Federal Reserve Bank, you got the Federation of State Medical Boards, yep. how to control doctors. You got the Rockefeller Foundation. You got all this stuff started right after 19, 1900. And then you had the Russian Revolution. You had all this stuff going on, which wasn't a revolution. It was, a, it was an external enemy attack of the, of, the, of the Russian czarist monarchy. So that was not what we were told at all. And, um, and we're, now, we're now under attack in a very stealth way. And people need to wake up and realize. I, I tell you, you've gotten me um, on this road to uh, alloidal fed, federal patents on your land. So they can't come in and give some excuse to take it. And I think people need to look into this. There's um, the Americans in Action are having a seminar in Des Moines in, in April. And I'm going to go. And I've gotten their information. I'm working on all this stuff. Because I think we need to realize. the one. Here's the one thing. The, the one beauty about these guys that we're fighting. The, the, this cabal. They're very legalistic. They they have to you know they have these really strict rules. They can't uh, they can't obviate. They have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it to avoid karmic debt. What they think is karmic debt, and they have to they have to follow their own legalisms. Now they'll trick you. They'll they'll write the words funny so you think that what you're reading makes sense, but it's not the meaning. It's a different meaning. You have to be careful. But but if you play their game right, I think if you get out of their that's ultimately we have to get out of their crazy legalistic. That's system. right. Yep. And the way you do, and that's in terms of everything. It's like I'll tell you a good example of what's going on here. Um, it's the people are running around saying, "Oh, they're tracking the unvaccinated." Well, yes and no. They're not tracking all the unvaccinated. They're only giving numbers. It's a code number that's attached to the unvaccinated only if you use the medical system. If you go to a cash doctor outside the system, you're not getting tracked. Yeah. So yep. we have to realize, it, you know, are you going to trust? So you're going to trust it, what we should learn to COVID. You're going to trust your life to the, to the system doctors. Or are you going to trust your food supply to the, to the people that brought you COVID and all the toxins? You know, so that you have, well, we have to take back our life from, from all the dependency on yeah. these guys. Well, that's, and, and this is something that our family has been speaking of quite recently. Uh, because it's not just going to be for the doctors. I see them encroaching on that. They've got a smart meter on your house. They're going to be asking you, well, has, has your family been vaccinated? I mean, we, we need to know because we might have to have send somebody in there to do some repairs. You've got internet. Well, we need to know if you're going to do that. I had people come to the house for, because 
one of the cats had fleas or something like that. And they said, well, you know, we're, we're, we're going to require that you wear a mask and our guy wear a mask. And I'm like, I'm not wearing a mask. And the guy comes to the door and I said, you can take that thing off. Um, so I can see them pushing it more and more away right. from just these specifics to that. But I wanted to point this out because you made mention of uh, the Rockefeller stuff and all that broke out. At the same time, you get the Federal Reserve, which is producing, by the way, unconstitutional money. Our constitution, said, our constitution says only gold and silver is used for payments of debt in the states. And we have stuff that isn't, I mean, you can't even go to the bank and get gold with it. This is, this is why it's a problem. Proverbs 20, 23. Diverse weights are an abomination unto the Lord and a false balance is not good. That is not just for old time stuff. That is for now. You're seeing the money changers there. And I'm telling you, Jesus himself would have been in there probably overthrowing the printers up there at the Federal Reserve if he had come at this time, you know, in, in this place. That probably would have been a place he would have dealt with uh, because they're engaged in an abomination. And that lawless money allows for all this other stuff, licensing doctors, uh, licensing businesses, um, gosh, licensing if you want to carry a gun, uh, wanting to tax you to death, the whole unconstitutional wars, all this stuff is based on lawless money. That really gets down to the root of what's funding everything is lawless money. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, we don't have to be dependent on that either. But the one thing, That's right. Here, you're right about that. There's the money. There's what, what, how we use money. And um, uh, there's, a, there's a book about that. And I had the author on my show. And I should have it in the top of my head here. And I don't. But she talked about how you take back your own money supply. And it's, being, it's already starting to happen. There are many of these things we can take back. The real tough one, I'm going to tell you, the real tough one, you, you know, in World War II, 50% of the food produced was in backyard gardens, your victory gardens. Do it again. Everybody should be gardening. Realize three days supply in the city for food. If the food runs out in the grocery store, you've got to have a plan. Okay. And it's interesting when you talked about, you know, it, God's made the earth to heal itself so beautifully, no matter what we seem to do to it. It's the same thing. Animals. Even with like things like glyphosate, animals, if you eat ruminants, they've, they've already filtered that stuff out for you. You know, yeah. so there's a reason we're not meant to be just turnip eaters. When you <laughs> eat animals, they actually purify things for you. Mm. And that's one of the, that's why we have all these kosher foods and things, you know, sure. yeah, animals. But anyway. So well, Dr. Merrick, one, hold, hold on. We're up against the end of the show here. I got about 15 seconds. Tell people where they can find out more about you and we'll continue on the other side. Oh, sure. It's uh, themedicalrebel.com. And I also have a Rumble channel. Okay. And um, yeah. All right. And we'll have those we'll have those links up after the show in the archive so people can check them out and follow you. A lot of people love it when you come on the show. I know I do. Uh, always learn something that's great information. We're going to carry over with Dr. Lee for just a few minutes. And uh, so if you want to join us, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Bradley, be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then, Lord willing, we're going to be back with you in the morning, bright and early, 6 a.m., Lord willing, talk to you then. See you. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And Dr. Lee, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. just want to get that stuff out of the way. Uh, do you want to continue your thought? I hope I didn't mess you up well, with what I'm, you were saying. Well, I'm about at the end of it. I don't want to keep okay. you. But I just sure, that's want to say that the one thing that's going to be hard that we have lost our control over is our energy. Okay? You know, in Iowa, for example, we used to have over a dozen coal mines and coal plants. And they've taken them all away. The EPA has regulated them out of business. 
So we had hydroelectric. We used to sell energy. And it was an independent thing, but now it's all been governmentized. You know, it's, it's, it's become part of, they might look like they have a different name to it, you know, and it's, they always have these patriotic names to the energy companies, but they're all big government now. And you can tell they're big government because they're forcing them to use not, you know, these so-called renewable green energies, which doesn't really produce energy, but just increases the cost of your uh, energy to the consumer. So that is one that's going to be tough. And, and that's the one that they've hidden for the most part is the idea of this free energy. Now, one of the things, for example, I'm doing, we were talking about all the ways to get out of the system. You know, garden, the gardens last year were really sucky. They just didn't work really well. I, I've talked to a lot of people, worst gardening season ever for probably a variety of reasons, but I'm not complacent that it, that it's, I think it's partially due, but I'll say it that way. I think it's par, partially due to these piezoelectric crystals they're spewing out of these chemtrails okay i don't think that's just just nonsense i think that's real and so um i'm going to get into electric culture this year i just spent i decided okay the money's going to be devalued what do i need to buy now and i bought a bunch of copper wiring a bunch and i'm going to make antennas and wire mesh or wire um structures in my garden because my understanding is if you do that it, it obviates the need for a lot of these fertilizers, pesticides. The pests go to damaged um, growth, right? So, so when you're growing really clean vegetables and things, they're less apt to apparently be attacked by, you know, the, you, your comment about the plague of locusts made me think of it. I'm going to try it. And, I, and, I'll, and anybody that's got tips and <laughs> ideas, let me know. But I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to report it on my hmm. Telegram channel and people can follow along. I'm just going to take pictures and we'll see. Well, you can also take it. There are several things that we've been talking about as of recent and ours, you know, going back to even the electricity and stuff like that. I mean, the way the only way I can see that you get completely out of the system is to completely shun everything that you've been taught of what you need and what you have. That includes electricity. I mean, yeah. coming in your house, because what are you doing? You're still dependent upon that system. You're still dependent upon the fiat money to pay for it and all the other. So, <clears throat> you know, if you just go back 100 years or so, you'd find people cut down their trees and they used that lumber and built their own houses and there wasn't any debt. And they, they hunted and they grew their own food. So for large measure, there wasn't any trash. There wasn't mm -hmm. really trash. And then they used, you know, whatever's left over. You peel the potatoes, you eat the banana or whatever you're doing, that all went in a compost and they use that. And so <clears throat> I, I see a big thing there, but we, we talked about using um, David and I, and you're familiar with David Pruitt. Uh, we talked about using the copper rods in the ground and you can mm -hmm. string them together and you can make an, an earth battery. And the more these, now right. it's not tremendously powerful, but it will power some small uh, devices. It can even be, be used to a, for a trickle charge on a battery. So there's all kinds yeah. of things people can do, but it's like you said, this stuff's been hidden from us. We had uh, James Martinez on to talk about, because he was one of the big guys that broke out MK Ultra. But James had, and his crew has uh, developed, they've actually developed cold fusion. And yes. they want to they get it out to the people. Mm -hmm. And they said, if we could get this out to people for, the, you know, they buy a device that's, seven eight nine ten thousand dollars and they've got free energy forever he said who's not going to do that 
Right. And he says, you you eliminate the bankers because see, that's what they're, that's what they're that's hoping that we do. Hidden. We're dependent upon that stuff. Yeah. That's why it's hidden because yep. you know, that's, and that's that you're, you're exactly right there. And there's that there's also thorium reactors. You know, we we were the only country up until recently that had ever built a thorium reactor, but we are purposely not doing that. They're clean. They don't have the problems of water cooled, uh, uranium type reactors. And, um, you know, if they have a problem, you just dump it into the ground. I mean, that's thoriums everywhere. And it turns out that, that now the Chinese and the Indian um, Indians are investing heavily in this technology, but we're not. You know, there's a reason. They're coming after us. And, you know, that's what you, I'm sure you've had Patrick Woods on or you know him. Yep. Technocracy yep. Rising, his book. I mean, I learned so much from him. That is, that is ultimately at the end, they have to convince us that energy is a very tight resource. That, that, that oil is not renewable, that we have to pay through the nose for it, and they have to ration it out. That's how they control us. Once we break free of that, it's over for them. Well, yeah, and I, I would think it would be fairly easy, uh, you know, if we could get that guy on. I played um, the interview with him. He was He lived in downtown Los Angeles, had a quarter of an acre of land in downtown, and him and his three children, he had two daughters and a son, they took all of their their area, and they it looked like what they were doing was square, square foot gardening. I mean, they had their boxes up. They were growing all this stuff. They were growing 6,000 pounds of food on this quarter acre of land in downtown L.A., and they had animals. They had goats. They had ducks. They had chickens, all this stuff. Everything they ate on their table came out of that. And then they had a car, and this gets to the energy part. They had a car. It looked like an old Cadillac. And it ran off of old cooking grease that they got from free for free, even delivered by the local, um, you know, restaurants and stuff. They would bring them the used cooking grease. They'd, they'd put it in there. They had like an old style gas pump thing and they'd pump this, they'd pump the stuff in there. I guess they had a filter to make sure they didn't get, you know, like your crispies or whatever when you cook your chicken or whatever. But they put that in the car and that's what they ran the car on. And his, his total electric bill was like, $10 or $12 or something ridiculous. Even their blenders and everything were hand cranked. So there's ways people can get out of that system. It's the question yeah. is, how much do you want to live free rather than in bondage? And that's the question I have for myself. I, right. th I recognize in this system, I am a slave. I, people can say you're free here all you want to. Try, try, try not paying this, that, or the other, and then you won't have, and then see what, see what you're stuck with. And you find out how much of a slave to that system you are. And the question is, do you want to be free? And what are you willing to do to be free from it? Right. That's exactly right. And, and we are, we are tax slaves. They, you know, you, and, and now we're even more. I think it's getting, it's actually the real truth of the world. It's always been more than taxes, but, but um, we've, we've sacrificed our children to these people. Uh, That's right. A certain yep. percentage of them every year. It's been a child sacrifice and tax slavery. And they see us as cattle. And once we realize that, you're going to fight. You're going to get back. And, and, and you, I tell people, just on a practical note, even if you don't want to completely be off grid, just think about, could you survive three months of the electricity down? Yeah. Or three weeks? Or even three days? What are you going to do? Start at the you know three 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 thing and just see, what are you going to do if the electricity goes off for three days? And then how about three weeks? Because there's the cutoff. In three weeks, things happen that don't happen at three days. Now you don't have water being pumped into the city system. Um, and three months for sure, there's a problem. 
So that's what you got to take in mind because that is our Achilles heel. Even if you don't believe all the rest of the stuff and you're not interested in, in being free of everything else, that is an Achilles heel that anybody, any war fighter looking at America would look at and say, that would take them down in a heartbeat if we could get to their grid. And that's what you're seeing. Look at all the people that we've seen them take down big swaths of the grid now with automatic weapons. It doesn't take much. They know we know they're worried about EMPs. They're stockpiling the, the most long lead time switches for the grid, but they can't harden the whole thing. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an issue. It's a militarized, it's a military concern. So if it, it's their concern, it should be our concern as, yeah. as consumers, as people that want to survive whatever is thrown at us. Yeah, and we I, just lived a soft life most of our lives. But well, that's yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's that's a part of where our family has been discussing these things for some time now. And, you know, we're gonna have to make a decision. Are we going to stay where we are and do what we do and try to do that, which is virtually impossible for me since I'm doing other stuff all the time just to keep the roof over our head, the lights on kind of deal. Uh, or are we willing to sort of sell everything you have and go follow the Lord where he's leading you. Uh, so I think those things are there. Well, Dr. Lee, here's what I want to do. I want to give you the final word. Uh, we, we got a little off topic, but I think it goes right along with, with all of the things that are going on. Everything is to instill fear in us. Everything is to attack. A, it's to attack a food supply, any means of, of getting healthy, eating healthy or providing when we're sick or injured. Um, the, what was the other part? Uh, the energy issue, uh, obviously, it's it's probably worse in the wintertime because you, you need to stay warm. You can deal with a little heat in the summertime, but I get it. Some people, you know, when I was a kid, you, we had like a ceiling fan. That's what I went to sleep listening yep, to, a ceiling. <laughs> and I'm not talking about a ceiling fan like people have in their living room. I'm talking about one of those attic fan, attic fan. That's what it was. You <laughs> listen to the belt wrapping around that thing at night and you'd have a window open. And that's how you stayed cool uh, if you were cool. Uh, otherwise, you were you were sweating in the bed, but the sweat's not going to kill you. As a matter of fact, the sweat's actually good for you. Detoxify at night. That's a good thing. But I want to give you the final word of exhortation from what we've talked about here that you'd leave our pe people with here at Sons of Liberty. And then if you wouldn't mind, uh, mention your website again, too. Sure. Well, again, they're trying to instill fear. And that's the thing that they know is the most damaging. So don't don't buy into it. You know, the best, in my opinion, the best way out of fear uh, you know, getting right with God and understanding all that. But the other thing is do something. Don't just, don't just sit around and worry. That profiteth you nothing, as Dickens would say. Just start doing something that pushes this ball into our court. Let's, let's take these guys down. Let's win this. Let's do it. Let's, let's not let them destroy uh, our children's future. And the rest is up to God. But don't be afraid because fear damages everything. Your ability Amen. to think, your immune system, they know it. Yep. That's why they're preying on us. Amen. Amen. Tell people real quickly where they can find out about you on your website and Rumble. Yeah, I'm uh, both places. I'm at the Medical Rebel, the Medical Rebel, three words, themedicalrebel.com. And uh, that's our site. And we have lots of good information on there. That's the Rumble. Thank you for finding it. And um, yeah, and, and I keep putting that, that second from the top there, that video is the video I did about the, about the, the Ohio thing. And I think the top one is the one with Pete Chambers. So, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. And we took, and we took in, uh, oh, sorry, 
Gene Skinberg. Well, I took and used that. We did a we did an uh, article on that. Uh, your your comments on the Ohio chemical spill. That's why that's why I reached out to you. I, I found that kind of fascinating because I didn't know all of the different things of what was going on. I I assume some stuff is kind of dangerous in a especially when you mentioned hydrochloric acid because I've had to buy uh, a gallon of that to make my chlorine dioxide with. And um, boy, I opened that stuff up and it was like. <laughs> About, I think yeah. it about burnt my nostrils out because I was just about that far away from it. And uh, then I put the lid on it and it had this plastic thing in it and it turned it black and it got down. So I called the company up, you know, I'll give them a shout out. I forget what the name of the company is, though, but they were very kind. I said I used the stuff. I was making chlorine dioxide. I got my other stuff. Uh, the, what, what is it? The chlor chloride sulfide. Chloride. Yeah, the sodium chloride. Yeah, that you're. Yeah, the sodium chloride. So you can mix it up and do it. So I told them. I said I did this. I took the seal out, and they go, "Oh, well, did you get all the metal kind of foil that was around the lid off?" And I said, "I don't think so." It didn't tell me not to do it or whatever. And they go, "Oh, that's what it is." So they said, "Give me your address." They didn't want it back. They didn't want me to take a picture. They said, "Give me your address. We'll send you a whole nother gallon. Just make sure you well, peel that off." So. Great company, um, and they got they provided both the products that I'll use to do that. But just going to let people know that, Doctor Lee. Thank you again for your time you. and coming Thanks back on. And uh, we'll ha we'll definitely have you back on because I always find I always find it interesting all of the different things that you get into. And I think it I think it you know the truth has this way of taking the fear away from us. What you said there, yep. Jesus is the truth. He says over and over and over, don't fear, don't fear, don't fear. And yet, what are we prone to do? We see something and we immediately become afraid instead of remembering the words of the Lord and saying there's something else besides this here. There's no reason for us to be afraid. So thank you for coming back on the show. I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sunslibertymedia.com, and we'll be back with you in the morning. Lord willing, bright and early, 6 a.m. 6 Talk to you then. See ya. <laughs>